This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Okay, back to the Advanced Selling Podcast. Greetings, Labor Day edition, Brian Neal. This is actually the post-Labor, post-Labor Day, Day edition, edition, I should say. Labor Day week edition. That so. might imply we are taping these in advance, which is definitely no, not true. That, that might imply that we're in the United States, too, because there is no Labor Day <laughs> across the world. We have listeners all over the world, and we get uh, constantly get uh, updates yep. and emails and letters, and we appreciate them all. Um, we uh, really do. And you, you guys all have really good things to say when you send us even a question. You are very yep. complimentary. And we're going to try to keep doing what we've done. Sometimes we get out of hand on our little rant. I know that. But then yeah. we had an email the other day, and the guy said, don't worry about that. You're doing fine. So uh, yep. who knows? who's to say? <laughs> okay, here's a question from uh, someone who calls themselves. This is like uh, Dear Abby. Uh-huh, Excited sure. and happy. <laughs> uh, guys, I fell upon your site a couple weeks ago. I've now downloaded every episode, which has given me such great motivation and a fresh outlook on selling. I'm a regional sales manager for a manufacturer of blah, 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 doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm based in the UK. I have a small team. Uh, my question is, how do I use the techniques and tips on a daily, weekly basis into the management of that small sales team so that it doesn't seem clunky, clumsy, or I've just completed a training program or just listened to a selling podcast? Uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that last <laughs> Or just listen to the selling podcast. That was funny. So that's from Rod. Thanks for the question. Okay. We do have a lot of sales managers listening, a lot of sales leaders. And yep. I think this question, the reason we want to take this today is because we know we have a lot of those folks who who want to know how to use this to grow their business. My my advice would be make sure your sales guys are listening to this podcast yep. so that you don't have to feel like you're the one who has to take all this information and download it back to them. Um, let them listen to it. And then you guys come together on a weekly or monthly basis and say, what did you think of this topic that Bill and yeah. Brian talked about? And yeah. let let us be the, the bad guys and the good guys there. And then you be the facilitator. I think that's a better way to do that's it. That's it. I couldn't have said it better. That's what uh, the, the, It's got to be the process. I, I said you, you want to let everyone engage in the learning yeah. process. You don't want to come and say, guys, we got to do these five things because Brian and Bill in the Van Selling Podcast just said so. Right. guy from England wouldn't say it that way, no. but I will. Um, you want to get everyone's perspective of it. We always talk, if you sit in one of our training classes, one of the things you'll hear me say over and over and over again is you have to take the ideas that I give you and put them in your own voice. You have to talk from your own voice. And some of the ideas that I'll mention in class, someone will say, I can never say that. And I say, good, then don't. It's very, very simple. But you can find your own way, your own voice to say that similar concept. So great idea. Facilitate, bring the content in, let the people, I've got a uh, Client that says kick the can. I like to kick the can around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a little mm-hmm. slangish, but good. It's good. They don't say that in Australia either. <laughs> probably uh, mean something real derogatory. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say. And, and I hope we're yeah. cautious about this. We are not. We are very seldom over the last couple of years have we ever said to you, "Here's the only way to do this." Yeah, right. This happens to be our way. It's what we teach. It's what companies pay us a fair amount of money to come in and teach their sales teams. Yeah. We believe it works, but yep. it doesn't work every time, every situation, every right. person, every hour of the day. So, yep. and it's not the only way. It's not the only way. So, I would suggest you make this part of a of a dialogue inside your company, and, yep. and all you sales managers listening can do this. Make it a dialogue. If you disagree with us, tell us that and talk about it in a group. Yeah. And um, yeah, and we have people every, that do that. We have people yeah. that are good that email us. So we never read them. No. <laughs> we only read the emails where people agree with us. The instant someone says, "Here's a suggestion," <laughs> I delete it. Suggestion for your podcast. I write them back. I say, "Please unsubscribe." No, that's not. It's so not true. 
Okay, we have a, a situation today that you've come across, yeah, and I yeah. don't know much about it, so why don't you... Okay, uh, and I think the, the setup here, and Bill and I talked about this for everyone listening, is we're going to just talk through it, and we think, okay, can, w- this is how we would talk through any situation. So there may be some pauses that I'm sure we'll delete out, some ums and uhs and those sorts of things, but we don't know where it's going to go. So what we thought would help you, though, is to listen how we process a situation or an idea. Uh, challenging situation in a sales scenario for a client, and then see if you can apply that same kind of thought process. So, so here's the situation, Bill. You ready? We we have <laughs> wake up. You need yet another latte. You <laughs> only had six today. No, we we have a customer that sells very high commodity type goods. All right, so a very very high price pressure type of industry. Okay, and it's someone that has a very good long term relationships. Then, lo and behold, some competitor enters the marketplace with a strategy to buy market share. And so they work really hard and very diligently and very aggressively to bottom out the market. I got that same thing. Yeah. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, I do. That's, do? Okay. that's not yeah. uncommon. Okay. Yeah, sure. not uncommon. So uh, they're working hard to bottom out the market, and they're successful. They're aggressive. They go in, and regardless of relationship, how long a relationship's been going on, there are some times when it's just not worth it anymore, yeah. no matter how good and how, how, how valuable it is. So the, the question is, if that is you, if, if you're in a high price demand, very high commodity type business, uh, or even if you're not, if, if you face some just very fierce, stiff competition from a, from a good competitor that enters the marketplace and takes some actions that are really, really, really stir up the marketplace, what do you do? That's the question of the day on the Advanced Selling Podcast. We'll be back right after this. No, and, so, <laughs> and so the idea here is that the, the key operational phrase is commodity. Yep. There's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of value to the product above the product itself. Yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really hard. And, and even from someone who believes that, that you know, it's never just a commodity, when, when you do, if you put commodity in the, if you do like a bullseye thing, yeah. and you put commodity in the center, so like everyone's got a commodity element, right? You can get free sales training right. online. That's right. easy. Well, you're getting it right now. <laughs> what do you mean, can get it? <laughs> Go figure. Hello. I like to think freemium. <laughs> it's a freemium service. Freemium. That's funny. Okay. So yes, yeah, so there's a commodity element, and then there's a sort of value added and that sort of thing, and then there's a bigger round of value. You know, in this case, the, the center point, the commodity is really big. You yeah. know, it's 80, 90% of the decision is based on the price of the product. I think that is a crucial part of communicating value is understanding the commodity-ness of your product. So the question is, when the commodity element is so high and you have an aggressive competitor who is coming into the marketplace... What do you do and how do you do it? How do you manage your mindset through that? Be very challenging. And keep in mind, some of these relationships you may have had, been, you've had for a long, long time, very close, even sometimes friends. And they just call you and say, Bill, I know we're friends, man, but this is too good of a deal. I can't pass it up. I have well, my, Jeopardy music. But go on. My mind shifts to Outliers. Okay. And Outliers is a book by Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. And he talks about why people are successful and why people fail or why incidents happen. He talks a lot yeah. about plane crashes. That is the ultimate failure is when yes. a plane crashes. Very good. Yep. And his point is, and I checked this out with my uh, next-door neighbor who's a pilot for American, and he, he agreed. He says whenever there's a problem and it ends up in a, in a catastrophe like a plane crash, there's usually five to seven things that go wrong, none of which were caught, any one of which were caught, might have averted the crash. Ah, uh, everything good. from weather to gear to communication between the pilots to communication yeah. between the pilots. And, and you're a pilot, of course, and so you know this. But um, 
And I think the same thing applies when things go wrong in the sales cycle is it's never one thing. I think it's easy for we, us to say, what, what's the one thing that we didn't do? Well, yeah. it probably wasn't one thing. And so if my clients are getting a call from a com- one of my competitors and they're getting a reduced fee for a commodity item, 20% less, I'm wondering if there's other things that are playing into this yeah. or is it just price and that's it? I just can't imagine that being the only thing. No, it's it's never the only thing. But the you know the analogy I always say is like, look, I'll you know I'll uh, if I'm selling strawberries to you, I'll I'll, uh, I'll sell them to you for free, and I'll deliver them whenever the hell I want. It doesn't work. Yeah. You have to get them there on time. They can't be rotten strawberries. It, 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 all there are other there are always other things. Even though a strawberry is a strawberry, it's got to be you know got to be get there on time, fresh, all that stuff. So I love this idea of five to seven things. Interesting if we would kind of look at this scenario and say, okay, what are the the places to look? This might right. be a good where thing for our listeners. Yeah, so yeah, where, yeah. where do we look That's if good. we're going to say, okay, this is the, the state of the, of the market right now. Where do we look for where we can do things? And so I'm going I'm to just throw some things out and okay. you get the same here. One place I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at where my relationships are. Yes. Right? Yes. So I'm going to first take a look at, okay, and say, I find the longer relationships go on, the more salespeople take them for granted. As, although we like not to admit it or try not to, it just occurs. And so you know, if I were calling on you know, our firm, and I've got a relationship with Kathy, who performs a certain duty, but isn't a partner in our firm, and I get real comfortable with her, you or I might make a decision as the owners of the business, no matter how good a relationship Kathy yeah. has with the person, says, yeah. now we're going to stop that service, yeah. whatever it is. And Kathy probably wouldn't fight us too hard on that. No. She she'd couldn't. probably say, okay, well, I, I like this, but whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, exactly. So that's one place I'd look at where my relationships are. And then back to our behavior assessment we did last week is how frequently have I, how good of a job have I done staying in touch with all of those different levels? And the levels can be up or down. They don't necessarily have to be just up. There may be some influencer. Like in in our business, I talk sometimes that in a client of ours, we have usually the CEO and then we have the sales leadership and then we have the salespeople. Salespeople can get us fired very easily. They can go to the people and say, these guys are wackos. We we hate this. Can't get us us hired usually, but they can influence the hiring. They can influence both. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So you're talking about where in the organization am yeah. I missing something? Yeah. And the whole Level point of yeah. the whole point of your issue here is that if we're going to lose a client, that's terrible. But at least let's not put our head in the sand and lose ten more because we didn't stop and say, okay, wait a minute, let's let's reassess here and yeah. say where are we weak at our current clients because you know the competitor is coming after those guys too, right? That's right. Absolutely. Can so we, you're talking about where to call. We're, we're, and I almost wonder whether positioning is a part of this. How is your product positioned okay, that's good. at that's the, the company, which probably has a lot to do with who you're, who you're calling on. The CEO may see it as a, as a solution to a vision problem. The purchasing agent may see it as a solution to a tactical, mm-hmm. I got to buy cheap today problem. And so how you're positioned is probably going to determine who you're calling on and where you're embedded inside the company. But yep. I think positioning is important. Yeah, see, that's good to know because um, we know in the past if we've had a ten-year relationship, especially in a business, and you came from it, you know, the, the selling screws and bolts and or wires and wires. extension cords, and woods things wire. like that. Yeah, woods wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that you know you get those things at China. One guy gets it for two cents, you get it for three, and vice versa. So positioning is important. Is what is the what does the brand do? What is the what do we do as a relationship? What are the sorts of things, the add-ons that we have? And where are we positioned in their eyes? And where have we? Where were we when we started? And where are we now? Yeah, it's good. Good position yeah. is a good thing to assess. I think good. that the last thing you said, where did we start and where are we now? I almost think there. And this is a whole other podcast that yeah. there's an there's always a gravitation, there's a gravitational pull toward less 
less value. Yeah. And what's interesting is we say, well, our customers love us because they keep buying from us, but I can guarantee you the longer they buy from you, the less valuable they see you. Yeah. And because it's just sort of a natural evolution. And so if we're not constantly pushing ourselves to go call on CEOs, go call higher, wider, deeper, whatever the words are, Mm -hmm. uh, we get stuck. Yeah. Where else can we look? I don't know if I like this or not. Free flow of thought here. So criticize my idea, please. Would I look at, and this is not really a sales thing, though. would I look at where I have room to move and would I look at knowing this is coming from a high price level, do I compromise and move down and take some margin hit now? It's really hard to go back up, though. I don't know if I'd do that or not. No, but that's a great question. You know? Is that, think, is that a strategy? I think if your if your product follows market conditions, like when I was at Woods War, we used to be very susceptible to copper changes. Okay. So when copper was going down in price, the whole market knew it. And you yeah. can't be if you're too far behind that, you'll get somebody'll come in and say, Woods you know, they're screwing you for this. Right. So you almost where where it's a national or a global commodity, you almost have to be a leader in going down. Uh-huh. But this doesn't sound like it's that way. Is this a is this a Commodity, it's governed by, well, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Another place that I would look is I would look at, this is getting more maybe in the tactical side, is I would look at where I am vulnerable in my other relationships. Yeah. I, and I would, I would stack rank them. So I look and say, okay, this, this, is hap- this has happened twice now. They're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. So where, if I look at my other top 10, 20 clients, that top 80% of my revenue, where am I the most vulnerable, and what action am I going to take to stop something? <laughs> What's funny about that? I've got a rule for that. Take the top 20 clients you have and list them from the least vulnerable, which you're talking about, the yeah. least vulnerable, to the most vulnerable, and then start at the very top with the least vulnerable. <laughs> because well, because right. the problem is we all take these things for granted because we love the right. guy. Right, so right, we, right. So start with those people you think they're never going to leave never, no matter what. Oh, no right. brainer, baby. Yeah, they're staying. That's Slam very dunks. Good. Slam dunks. Things yeah. we're not allowed to say around here. It's very good. Okay. You have anything else? No, we're yeah. almost out of time. Yeah, uh, how about our listeners? The reel, the reel tape is running yeah, out. Exactly. It's almost. Yeah. If our listeners would email us at uh, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com and give us your two cents because you, you hear how Bill and I sort of process an issue when we get it from a client without all the right answers. Yeah. And love to hear your takes. We're probably missing some things here that are obvious to us. So if you've got a high commodity uh, product or you know you've been under some fierce competition and people are in the market buying business, buying market share, what do you do? How do you handle it? Where do you look for the answer? Yeah, there's a lot of that going on now because there's a lot of the abundance of supply. And other than automotive, that have cut their supplies, a lot of companies haven't. So there's a, a preponderance of, mark, of products out there. So you're going to see more and more of this. So get ready for it. That's our point of this whole podcast. Yeah. Automotive's not doing well? Cash for clunkers, baby. Yeah, it worked. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.